Hey, Green Future Growers! Welcome to Season 3. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing! Hey, everyone! This is Jackie Marie Beyer, your host, here to help inspire you on your journey to create, grow, and enjoy a green, organic oasis. So let's get growing. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden Podcast. It is Friday, April 9th. It is a beautiful sunny day here in Montana, although it was pretty chilly this morning. I have a guest on the line who I think is down in warm, sunny San Diego. So we are going to talk about... um, some things you can do for your home from a real estate perspective because that is a hot topic i know all across our country today so here from sunday is dallas dodd so welcome to the show dallas how exciting yeah thank you so much for having me on i'm really excited to be here am i right about that are you in san diego um we're kind of all over the place we have properties down in San Diego, but I myself am actually based in LA. Okay. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit about Sunday and the advantages of selling a home off market and how Sunday insures customers get the highest price for their home. Now, off market. That's not what we're seeing in Montana right now, right? Like, <laughs> not yet. Off market is a—is uh, that a buyer's market? Because here we are the seller's market. I mean, most houses are not listed for like two days, and you have cash in hand unless you are like pricing your place out of you know. I mean, just the prices are insane from our perspective. My husband and I, he was showing me this place. He's like, that can't possibly be right, can it? But probably people are leaving California and coming here. Mm-hmm. No, the the market right now is absolutely insane. And um, what Sunday is able to offer is um, we're a marketplace that connects homeowners of distressed homes with hundreds of local investors so that homeowners can really get the best price possible. So Sunday will come in, take care of everything. And if you're a homeowner that's looking to sell as is, we'll meet with you on your schedule, put together a complete package to present to our investors, and then they bid and compete to give you the best offer for your home. You don't have to deal with showings, people tramping through your home. There are absolutely no fees to sell through Sunday. And we can even give homeowners a $10,000 cash advance upfront to help with any immediate needs, such as moving, relocating. As you said, a lot of people are moving out of state to Montana. So um, that's something that we can offer. And on average, our homeowners, when they sell in our marketplace, they get 10 to 12 offers, which is incredible. And they're really getting, getting the best price for their home without having to sell the traditional route. Well, I'm just going to back up a bit. So one of the things that actually got me to say yes to this interview was I went on your Instagram and one thing, like I've been getting tons of like, can we be a guest and can we be a guest like emails this spring? Mm -hmm. And 
one of the reasons I said yes was because I loved your Instagram feed and the people who work for you seem so authentic and just um it seemed like a real company like if i go to a website and somebody asks to be on my show and there's not a picture of a human <laughs> anywhere I, that's like an automatic no right there and so i really was able to relate to um some of the things that i saw some of the flips that i saw some of the groundwork that you know the yard work that was being mm -hmm. done i love that fact that you don't have to have people coming in and out of your home and like mm -hmm. being set up to sell all the time that you guys took care of all that that you mentioned so i just wanted listeners kind of know a little bit about how uh how we got here um i think this is an important uh topic for people mm -hmm. right now uh one thing people are always surprised about where i live in montana and a question i get a lot is about the high-speed internet which we do have super reliable super fast high-speed internet here where i live i know other parts of montana are not so great i know also like if people are interested in cell service my side of the highway just happens to have i tell people call me on my home phone because it can cut out a lot but cell phone service but like just on the other side of the highway there is no cell phone service at all so there's all sorts of things to look at when you're selling your home um but let's talk more about the advantages of sunday what your role at sunday is maybe some of the mm -hmm. advantages of making a home greener and more sustainable yeah uh, um yeah, I'm going to actually like Sorry. back up and introduce yeah, myself ahead. a little bit more. Um, yeah. So like we said before, my name is Dallas Dodd and currently I'm the interior design team lead at Sunday. And I have over six years of experiencing experience designing and remodeling distressed homes where um, we've always placed a focus not only on the design, but the sustainability as well. Um, I mentioned the marketplace earlier, but we also at Sunday have a property investment arm where sometimes we buy the houses in the marketplace so that we can renovate and restore the house ourselves. Um, when we do this, we always really place a focus on the highest level of quality for these flips and then adding value towards the community by restoring these homes and honoring their local architecture as well as making sure that the remodel is sustainable for future homeowners. And I mean, there are so many ways that you can make your home more sustainable. And trust me, there's many ways that aren't that complex or expensive. Um, but of course, the biggest advantage to making your house more sustainable is the environment, the environmental impact. And then the second, of course, is the impact on your wallet or, or your monthly bills. Um, should we talk about some ways that we can that you can oh make your gosh, home sustainable? I would love that because as a yeah. side note, we uh -huh. switched from direct dish network to direct TV, and I finally have access to HGTV, and I am like hooked. Oh I'm my watching, gosh! Like Farmer <laughs> Fixer Upper, and like I couldn't believe it. I'm like, where's Fixer Upper? Like, I one of the reasons I wanted was Chip and Joanna, and I don't get them, but there are all these other shows. That I'm like. Wow, I just like I love watching those shows. So yeah, let's hear some awesome sustainable tips. Oh my gosh, we hope to have a show someday. That's that's definitely vision down the road for us. But um, one of the most 
common ways to make your home more sustainable actually has to do with your plumbing. So installing low flow plumbing fixtures is one of the best things that you can do. We do this all the time for our sustainable remodels, even in markets that aren't as heavily regulated as we are here in California. So I'm not sure what the, what the regulations are in Montana, but installing low flow fixtures, they're specifically designed to, to limit water waste, which is what we're all striving to do. The average low flow fixture actually releases around half the gallons per minute than a standard fixture. So over time, that's a massive impact, not only on the planet, but on our, but on our water bills. And water is so important. I just watched this documentary yesterday called Tomorrow that just talked about water and who else was it was talking about, you know, reusing gray water, like do we really need to flush our toilet with like, why can't we reuse the shower water or something to re like, there were like all these options for like saving water. Um, but low flow would be like, what did you just want to like quickly, like explain what is a low flow plumbing? What's an example of that? Is that using a toilet that uses less water or something or like a shower that like has a smaller amount of water coming out when you brush your teeth or I don't even know what a low flow sorry fixture is no yeah so um a low flow fixture just essentially um has like slightly less water pressure but still is acting as effectively as a typical a typical faucet or fixture would and then for a toilet um a lot of times you'll see like the flush just goes on end, whereas a low flow toilet uses less gallons per flush in, in order to achieve the same goal. So you're definitely not compromising on um, the effectiveness of the fixtures, but you are conserving water at the same time. And it's true. It's so important how much water uh, we save and we use because clean mm -hmm. water is going to be the next, like, you know, that's, that's where we're struggling on our planet. You yeah. know, we're polluting mm -hmm. our waters and it gets into the ocean and then it gets picked up into the rain and the clouds and then just cycles mm -hmm. back if you know the water cycle. And so anywhere we can yeah. save clean water, um, and I like the way that you talk about like thinking about your home in the future and not just the now that it's an investment mm -hmm. in your home value. Okay. What's the next one? Yeah. yeah. The other one is installing energy star appliances as well as smart thermostats. Um, by installing the energy star appliances, those use a lot less energy, which allows homeowners to actually get yearly rebates for these more efficient appliances. And then using smart thermostats, you can hook them up to your cell phone and allow you to control the temp or turn off those systems from wherever you might be. So if you forget to, to turn off the AC when you leave the house, you can really quickly just pull up your cell phone and, and turn it off. And that really helps with the, the energy savings. And on the flip side, it can probably turn it on. So when you get home, your house is cool for you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. When you get it goes there. both ways. Uh-huh. 
and then same with heating if you're where i am maybe i don't know mm-hmm. uh yeah and investing investing in these things now will only increase your property value when you when you decide to go sell if you do and it's also like that commercial where the husband the doctor's going to the night shift and he like makes sure that the lights are on for his wife when she comes home so she's entering a safe home and um like it's not just air conditioning it's like any kind of electrical appliance yeah right and just like any things yeah there's so many smart electrical um appliances nowadays yeah not just not just thermostats that we can that we can tap into our our homes And I think it's important what you said at the beginning about getting 10 to 12 offers on people's homes so that they have a shot to, because if you are moving to Montana, you are going to want to get the best price for your home because, um, and, and I know, what did I listen to the other day that they were saying, actually, the most people are moving to like Michigan, Vermont, and there was some other state, like the most people are not mm-hmm. actually moving to Montana, which is surprising, but uh, there's not a lot of jobs here if you don't have a job this is not the place like i'm always like surprised there's so many women i meet here who hate it and they're like oh i came because of my husband yada 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 and then they're like if they end up you know getting a divorce or their kids are grown up and they're still here or whatever i'm like why are you here in this place you hate the cold this is the hardest place to make a living of like anywhere I've ever been. Like there's so many, if you don't love camping and being outdoors and like, I feel like our, our quality of life, like the picturesque view you get to see like doubles your income at any job that you get here, because even if you do find a job, it's probably going to, you know, the wages are going to be super low. Like even I taught in a reservation where we had the second highest um, wages for a teacher in the state. And we still had the going joke. We have to shop at Walmart because we can't afford to shop at Target. Like just, (laughs) it's still like low wages. Like this is a very hard state to, it's definitely changing. And, you know, you can see already competition for the summer as the state opens. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we're here to talk about Sunday. So, and I do want to just tell everybody it's S U N D A E, kind of like an ice cream sundae. And okay, what was the next thing? I love that you're the interior design lead. What other what other things can we talk about to reduce our footprint and and make our home more valuable from a sustainable point of view? Yeah, of course. Um, the last thing that I'll add, just since since given the times we're in, we're spending so much time at home. I think it's especially critical for for, um, for us to turn off any electrical products that aren't currently in use. I mean, we like we no longer have the excuse. Oh, I was running out the door on my way to work and forgot to unplug the toaster. And since so many of us are working from home and inevitably using more energy, it's really important to turn off anything that we aren't using to offset those costs surprise what did i see was it in that thing like how much your phone uses um like being plugged in 
which I mm-hmm. am super guilty about because I, my big thing is I want my phone to have a hundred percent charge. I don't know if it's like my battery's dying or like during the winter, the charger would die. But like, I want, I like when I'm home, it's pretty much sitting on the charger because uh-huh. if I go for a walk, I want it to have a hundred percent charge. So it doesn't die on me. On mm-hmm. my walk i want to make sure my podcast is going to play that my you know run keeper app's still going to work so like my mom's always coming she's like i can't believe i have to charge my phone every night and i'm like man my phone mm-hmm. just sits on the charger but i was really surprised I mean, to see how much juice it said appliances use when you're not using them yeah i mean the phone taxi, right? the phone is the phone is essential I, i'll give you that one but you can definitely unplug your coffee maker when you're not using it or um or just other small appliances like that 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 are just sucking energy without being of any use in the moment and the weird thing you know i and part of it probably is because we're home because the the two that we have is like we find we're constantly turning our coffee makers back on because they Mm -hmm. have that automatic two hour shut off and our coffee pots keep getting cold Mm because we're home more and then the other one i used to always like charge my phone in my car like i never hardly ever had to put it on the thing at home but because Mm -hmm. i'm not driving anywhere anymore because i've been home this whole year that that's that is the one shift for me that i'm seeing Mm -hmm. but interesting to know turn off uh turn off those other electrical appliances i don't know what to do but the coffee maker mm-hmm. on the flip side i can't <laughs> even drink a whole pot of coffee anymore like i used to drink a pot of coffee before i went to work and for some reason i keep finding half my pot of coffee sitting there i don't know if i finally just got to that peak of coffee or if it's my age or what's going on but my husband drinks coffee from six in the morning uh-huh. till eight at night so his coffee maker's <laughs> not getting shut up we're always cursing <laughs> that two-hour thing because mm-hmm. but you know we save in other ways like we are Good, definitely yeah. the water conservers at my house and we have other things that we save on um but my listeners don't want to hear from me they want to hear from you so what <laughs> else do you have for us dallas we talked about what can you do to how about some curb appeal if people yeah, want let's... to sell because to me landscaping is huge and like I actually have always wanted to start this podcast called Awesome Montana Investment Properties. I was a realtor Mm -hmm. for several years. When I first got my teaching license and saw how hard it was to get a teaching job, I got my real estate license. And like my husband and I being homeowners and we had an investment. This is where I'm going with this. We bought an investment. One of my teaching jobs was on the other side of the mountains. And so I had to have another place to live over there. And what mm-hmm. we were able to make, we bought the house for 22000 and sold it for 32000 a year later. And a lot mm-hmm. of that was like my husband painting it really nice, putting nice shutters on. But also like he put a, you know, a white fence and he planted some trees and we put a free tree and he put a... Uh, a sidewalk up to the front lawn, not a sidewalk, but like a rock walkway. Like a lot of the curb appeal, I think, is what gave us that great ROI. So, how about some curb appeal? Yeah. Yeah. Curb appeal is one of my favorite topics because when you go to sell your house, curb appeal is arguably one of the most important things to address because it's the first impression buyers are going to get when they pull up to your home. Um, you can do so much, 
so, so much with curb appeal. So I'm going to just focus on three things for today. Um, the first is buyers want the house that they buy to feel new. It might not necessarily be new, but you want to address any dead giveaways that make your home seem older, such as dilapidated side gates, or like you were saying, a fence that's kind of falling down or dry rot. Um, anything that would cause concern, like it's not super expensive to replace the side gate or, or fix up your um, fix up your fence. So that's definitely the first thing, the first and most important thing that I would address. Um, my second tip would be to give your home a fresh coat of paint. Um, you want to consider the current color and whether or not you want to switch it up. I definitely advise keeping it neutral if you do paint, that way you appeal to the most buyers. And then um, a tip on sustainability is that if you're in a warm climate, you wanna head towards light colors that will provide a cooling effect for your home versus if you're in a colder climate, um, you might wanna opt for something in like a medium tone, medium to darker tone. Um, and then if you can't afford to paint the whole house because that is an expense, at least at minimum sprucing up the trim or adding a fresh coat of paint to the front door will really make the home home feel fresh. And then now to dive into the la the landscaping, um, landscaping is so important for curb appeal, um, and not only in the front yard but in the backyard as well. Um, kind of as we were talking about earlier, given the times that we're living in right now, we're spending so much time at home that the outdoors is really our oasis. So having a turnkey backyard where buyers can envision outdoor living or having a barbecue is, is a huge selling point. And of course, um, you don't wanna forget about the sustainability part. So for the curb appeal, I recommend selecting more drought tolerant plants that require less water and maintenance. And then in the backyard, um, finding ways to add outdoor living spaces actually helps you save on water because if you consider taking away part of your lawn to either add a paper patio or a gravel fire pit. Um, it's a pretty inexpensive way to add outdoor living space and cut back on your water bill because there's less square footage that requires watering. And those are my tips. Dallas, these have been awesome tips for <laughs> listeners today. And you probably don't know this, but my husband and I wrote a book called the organic oasis guidebook and one of the things i talk about right away is like you know you you can go there's lots of podcasts that will teach you how to grow uh, a bigger better tomato and vegetables but i really like to focus on the oasis part the part about sitting and enjoying your garden They're like my husband grows the mini farm which is focused on vegetable production but I like to focus on the garden part where we can sit in the shade and enjoy company and have outdoor meals. And yes, we do like to teach people how to grow better food. But one thing I always like to mention is the more plants you have, and you hit on that, the native plants, it'll also help your neighbor's gardens grow more. And so I love that you talk about that, um, mm -hmm. you know, putting in an outdoor living space will save water because that is so key. Um, mm -hmm. And an outdoor fire pit right now um, is huge. My husband built an outdoor fire pit because we are 
we haven't had anybody in our house since last March. We've not let people mm-hmm. in yet, but we're just about to start. But we spend a lot of time outdoors. And so I think those are great tips. Like, do you have any tips mm-hmm. about what makes a good fire pit? Like things to look for at all? If you don't, that's fine. But just by curious, do you? No, yeah, I think, um, I mean, it all depends. So there's like two ways to go about the fire pit. You can pull a gas line and have one that's like built in and permanent, or you can just buy um, a fire pit where you add your own firewood and start your own fire just from your local Home Depot. I mean, or you can even just make one yourself with a couple of um, bricks and you put them in a circle. There's definitely lots of ways to go about creating a fire pit and I think it's definitely a great feature for homeowners to do now and will be a great selling point once they're looking to sell down the road. Um, so definitely, definitely recommend maximizing your your outdoor spaces and creating creating more living opportunities. Yeah. And my brother's had a fire, but that's been a huge feature in his home. And he lives on <laughs> Long Island. And my mom even thought about getting a fire pit at her home at the beginning of the Uh pandemic and certainly we have had spent tons of time when i was growing up you know barbecuing (laughs) and in the backyard like i just think these are fantastic tips i love what you said about the color that you paint your house um right Mm -hmm. now depending on your climate so uh well how do people tell people how to get a hold of you if they have more questions so they want to know more now are you based in California? You're a California brokerage. I mean, certainly the majority of my listeners are in California. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. because more people garden in California or there's just more people live in California than any other state or, you know, but for sure, that's where my the majority of my listeners are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, we're based in California and, um, if you want to learn more about Sunday's Marketplace or read some sustainability and design-related blog posts, you can head on over to sunday.com. That's S-U-N-D-A-E.com. Or feel free to DM us. Our Instagram is sundayhq on, on the gram. Well, thanks, Dallas. You have a wonderful day, and we appreciate you sharing these great tips with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great, great time talking to you. Cool. Just one last question. Are you a mm-hmm. rock star millennial born between 1980 and 1995? I am. Cool. I'm <laughs> writing a book about uh, the kids. And I was just like, so one of the jobs I've had at home is these HR guys who do this human resources podcast. And it's funny because one of them hates millennials and he's always complaining about millennials and he's like you're never going to hear he just even today on this morning's podcast you're never going to hear me say anything good about millennials and they (laughs) talk about like these companies i don't know what they do for a living but they're always talking they're always dissing them so inspires me more to write get my book done there's my phone you have a great day i will send you the link when this is up Okay, great. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. Are you wondering how you can grow your own healthy and nutritious food with confidence? Have you been frustrated as a gardener? Does the thought of weeding make your back ache? 
Have you tried to grow a garden before and found you can't even keep a plant alive? Does the cost of organic produce in the store make you cringe, but the thought of bugs in your garden make your skin crawl? Well, we have the answer for you. Freegardencourse.com. It is so easy. You enter your email. You will watch a video right there. You can get my Organic Oasis checklist, our Essential Tools checklist. It all shows up right on the thank you page. Freegardencourse.com. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.